three, two, one. Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. Today I'd like to welcome our special guest, Alonzo Ori. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. That's good. So glad to have you in the studio. Alonzo, also known as Lonnie, by his friends. We're so glad you're here today. Um, We usually start off every show asking about your childhood. Where were you born and maybe some stories from your childhood to set the scene? Well, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina in 1946. And I grew up downtown in what they call now, they used to call it the borough, mm-hmm. right where uh, the Gilead Auditorium is. Amazing. And it was Wall Street at the time. So did they change the street name? Or yeah, the this, street just went away? No, the they still, in the back of the Gilead, they have a Wall Street back there where people they still can. live. Okay. Yeah. Now... But when I, in my childhood, it was very nice, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody got along with each other. Everybody was one community. Yeah. You know, like the old saying people say, to raise a child, you have to, you know, you raise Takes them in a village. village. Yes. And we were a village. That's the best. We were a village. And through my childhood, that, uh, that segregation and racial thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about that. You didn't? We didn't. You didn't feel that? No, we didn't. Not here in Charleston. Wow. You know, the only time we knew about it if we saw it on TV. Right. You know, and the community between uh, Concord Street mm-hmm. to Meeting Street Everybody, black, white, everybody got along. Wow. Everybody, one big community. We were talking a little bit before the show, and Lonnie was telling me about um, some of these big landmarks in Charleston, like the Gilliard Center, the aquarium, the and, these. Uh, 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 Dockside, mm-hmm. and uh, Liberty Park, mm-hmm. and all that. They weren't there. Those that were houses, people lived in in the, in the area. Right. You know, until we got this mayor, mm-hmm. Mayor Gilliard, mm-hmm. he decided that the land was contaminated, that we couldn't live on the land no more. Wow. 
you know? And everybody had to move farther up north. Right. You know, uptown and everything like that. But now, mm -hmm. you got condominiums down there. That's true. Bunch of condominiums. You're right. You got a dog park down there. You got an mm -hmm. aquarium, all this stuff down there. You got a big uh, grocery store, Harris Tita, all mm -hmm. this stuff. You know, in the market, the whole mm -hmm. market, you know who used to control that market? No. Black people. Really? Black people. Wow. Black people used to sell their, their fruits, their vegetables. Uh-huh. Uh, you had uh, guys used to sell their, their fish just coming. They had a, a they had a mosquito fleet, black fellas. Really? Used to call it the mosquito fleet. Oh, I love that. And they used to go out bring back fresh fish, yeah. crab, just stuff like that. They only had one restaurant that was for whites. Yep. That was Henry's. Okay. On the corner market in Anson. Okay. That was the only one. Wow. The rest of the restaurant was black. Really? All blacks. Wow. You had in the market shop, you had black barber shops, all that in there. When I was, you know, like when I got to be like in my 20s, we used to, from work on Friday night, we'd leave the house, a few of us get together, and we'd go different places, yeah. different clubs and stuff, you know. And back that time, it was, you could go to nice places. Right. You know, you had a place we used to call DPO Hall on East Bay Street. Mm -hmm. Then you had, um, Short Center on Mary Street. Uh, you had uh, on Spring Street. You had uh, uh, what's the name of that place? The Limo Room in St. Like James Hotel. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right there with with uh, Hardee's. I mean um, mm -hmm. McDonald's and all that. At mm -hmm. that's where that oh, used to be up in that area. That's why I say I told you, Charleston has changed a whole lot. So much. Does it feel unrecognizable, or to to people who who grew up here and then you know, move away and they come home on vacation, mm -hmm. they can't find the places that they grew up. Yeah. You know, they, they can't find places downtown like they used to go to. You know, because everything downtown now is mostly restaurants. Mm -hmm. Or some kind of bar. Yep. You know, years ago, the only thing on King Street was closing stores and furniture stores. Mm -hmm. And you had a few, like on the corner, uh, King and um, I forgot the name of that little street. Uh, they had a grocery store that used to call White White House Grocery. Mm -hmm. People used to go there. And, and get their uh, meat and vegetables and mm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, you had movies like The Garden Theater, oh. The Gloria, That's nice. The Riviera. Um, uh, you had Uptown, you had uh, The American Theater. Oh. You had The Palace and The Lincoln. That's Those, a lot of theaters. Yeah, yeah. I think I only know of one down here now. 
the American? Who? The American, American Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they turned that into a restaurant. They, like event you, space. They, I've seen theaters, mm -hmm. but they're all event spaces. Yeah. Or, right, right. It's a bummer. Yeah, I think Charleston found a theme of just food and kind of ran with it. <laughs> right. And they forgot to put other stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is a multitude of restaurants that pop in But the, 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 you know, like the most historical fact that people don't realize, like from the battery all the way to Callum Street. That's where you have blacks and white, because you have more, you have more people living in in the Battery area, black people, than whites. Yeah. What do you think your favorite place was back in the day to go to somewhere you were always at? Calhoun Street Park. Oh yeah. The park. Mm -hmm. All year round, we used to be on the park. Because, to me, that was the safest place for us. You know, everybody, everybody came out there to watch us play ball and stuff. We we used to go out there like uh, seven in the morning. That's early. <laughs> seven in the morning, leave like ten at night. Oh my gosh! All day. The only time we would take a break is go home and get something to eat. Oh my God. And go right back out. And go right back out. Yeah. What kind of ball were you guys playing? Baseball, basketball, and football. Oh, wow. We used to play uh, ball against different areas. We used to play guys from downtown on um, Logan Street. We used to play guys uh, across town on the west side from um, Harmon Field. We used to play guys. Uh, Martin Park, you know, Mall Park, places like that. Was it organized, or how did y'all figure out? The organized, most of us played organized baseball when we joined the Park League. Okay. So you had the Park League, right. then you had, we called our league, the street league. Okay. Guys who lived in the community. Right. You know, certain streets had certain teams. Oh, yeah. You know, like guys from um, Alexander Street, they had a team. Mm -hmm. Guys from Henrietta Street, they had a team. Wall Street had a team. <laughs> and Calhoun Street had a team. Oh. The guys on Calhoun Street, who I grew up with, we used to call ourselves the Calhoun Street Hawks. I like that. Yeah, Calhoun Street Hawks. That's good. And these guys, most of them, most of them, still living but they ain't most of them live out of town but you got a few of them here okay you know we still go by that name Calhoun Street I love that for those of you just tuning in I'm Jay Smith along with my co-host Summer Anderson and we're talking uh, to Alonzo Ori a little bit about his childhood and um, how much Charleston has changed over the years and he's diving into some really interesting stories and kind of getting a blast from the past so i feel like we're in a time machine here in the studio today uh, but we're going to take a short break and play a song um, by gladys knight and the pips called neither one of us 
Mr. Ori has picked out this song for us, and when we come back, we'll explain a little bit why. So enjoy the music, and thanks for listening to OHM Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial radio station. Thank you so much for tuning in to 96.3 Ohm Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial local radio station. We're broadcasting live from workshop at 1503 King Street inside the Ohm Radio Station. My name is Summer Anderson, and I, along with Jay Smith, are the host of Tales from the Manor. For those of you just joining us, we have been talking with Lonnie Ori, our guest today, and he's been telling us all about the way things used to be in Charleston and his team, the Calhoun Hawks. Calhoun Street Hawks. Calhoun Street Hawks, excuse me. <laughs> and his song. Yeah, um, so everybody knows Miss Gladys Knight. <laughs> She's one of the greats. Uh, and I really do love this song. And I know we talked a little bit earlier um, about why you picked this song. And um, I want to ask you again, what does the song mean to you? And how how did it become one of what I like to say um, one of the tracks for the soundtrack of your life? <laughs> uh, well, I was married, and um, the song remind me of the the lyrics remind me of the things I was going through in my marriage and in my life at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And just like the song said, it's hard to say. We're never going to leave. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was hard for me to break up with her at that time. And that was one of the most hurtful feelings I ever had in my life, mm-hmm. you know, breaking up with this person. How old were you when y'all split? Uh, when I split with her, I was about, about 24. Young. Yeah, 24. 
24. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you've been dating people, other people doing times in high school and stuff like that. And when you got into a real relationship and it was hard to let it go, mm -hmm. it was hard to let the relationship go. And mm -hmm. I caused most of the problem. I was at fault at the time, you know, and I admit that. I admit I was at fault. But, you know, life goes on. I was going to say, life goes on. Life goes mm. on. Uh, were you guys high school sweethearts? or? Nah, no, 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 no. The person I was in love with, she's in New York now. I really was in love with her. Oh, boy. Yeah, she's in New York now. And that was my first love. Okay. That was my first love. And when did you meet her? In high school. Oh, you met her in high school? In high school. But um, when I went to New York to be with her for a while, New York, I found out New York wasn't a place for me. It's wild and crazy. Yeah, wasn't a place for me. I was so accustomed to the South. Yes. Yeah, so I came back home. And I met this person, and she was nice to me. We we had a nice relationship, mm -hmm. and out out of that relationship, uh, we had a son. Mm -hmm. You know, and out of that, for my son, I have a granddaughter now that I love to death. Mm -hmm. That's my heart. But other than that, you know, I'm here just to see that my life go on in the right way and have peace for the rest of my life. That's all I want. Nothing mm -hmm. else. That's a good wish. Yeah, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. But other than that, like I said, Charleston has changed a whole lot, you know. North Charleston had changed a whole lot. Mm -hmm. See, at, during that time, during that time in my lifetime, see, we, the only thing we, we knew about North Charleston was when we used to play a, a high school named Vaughn Wilson. Mm -hmm. That's about the only thing I knew about North Charleston. Right. Yeah. Felt like a different world. Different world. <laughs> Mount Pleasant, the only thing I knew about Mount Pleasant was Lang High School. Right. You know? Uh, Wes Ashley, the only thing I knew about them was Wallace High School. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all we had. Right. Burke, C.A. Brown, mm -hmm. ICS. That's the only thing at, at my, my generation mm -hmm. I knew about. People before me, did, they had Avery, that's downtown on Bow Street. Mm -hmm. They had before me. And um, about the only black black school doing that Burke and Avery. That's about it. When I went to high school, I went to C.A. Brown. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it was C.A. Brown, Burke, and I.C. Mm -hmm. Only three black schools in, in the city wow. at the time. Yeah. When you look back on your life, what would you say the most important lesson you learned was, or maybe you're still learning it. 
Well, the thing I know about life now, you have to give a person a, a, another chance in life. You know? Just because they made a mistake one time, mm -hmm. you don't throw that away. No. You help them build itself back up. You know? And that's what I, I normally do. Yeah. I look at a person, I try to talk to him. Mm -hmm. You know? You know, there's a man upstairs watching all of us. That's right. All of us. No matter what religion we have, there's the man upstairs watching us. Yeah. And he gives everybody a second chance. Yes. He gives everybody a second mm -hmm. chance. And that's the only thing. You know, I told a friend of mine one time, and um, I told her, I said, you know something? The only thing I ask God for, let me see my granddaughter enter into elementary school. He's done that. Yes. He let me see that. I said, the next thing, if he spare my life, I want to see her finish high school. And from there, she don't have to worry about nothing else. She wouldn't have to worry. I might don't be here, but my spirit will be with her. Always. Yeah. That's the way I feel about life now. Mm -hmm. you know, all that foolish stuff that I used to do, mm -hmm. it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not going to stop living now. No. You know, because uh, from 2009 mm -hmm. up until the day, I had prostate cancer. You did. You know, but now I'm cancer free. Really? Yeah. I'm cancer free. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. That's a great feeling. Right. I go, I go get my six month checkup every year. You good. Same reads out, no cancer. That's good. So somebody upstairs looking out for me. Looking out, yeah. yeah. A real good feeling to know. It is. That, yeah. It is. Yeah. So I just want to, um, I'm going to kind of uh, wrap up the show here. I um, have one more question for you. We ask everybody, how would you like to be remembered? Well, I don't want to be remembered as no hero. <laughs> there's no such thing as a hero. There's no such thing as a hero. I want to be remembered as a guy who lived his life openly, who lived a life where he had no fear. Because my philosophy is this. I have God in front of me. Once you got God in front of you, you fear no man. Mm -hmm. I got my grandparents, my parents behind me, mm -hmm. my aunts and uncle, and everybody behind me. Mm -hmm. But I got the main man in front of me, that's God. Yeah. That's why I fear no man. You got everybody carrying you. Right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my belief in life. That's a powerful thing. You know, and that's the way I want to go out. Hey, he lived a life. He lived a life. Uh, up to I'll be 73 years old. And I didn't get to be 73 by being dumb. There you go. You know. 
and I got a, a bunch of friends on age with me. We didn't get to be that way mm -hmm. by being ignorant and dumb. Okay. You know, everybody had their job, their career. Some of the guys uh, re retired as postal workers. Some of them, uh, when a, one of them, he was a superintendent of uh, Georgetown Super, um, School mm -hmm. District. Mm -hmm. He lives in Orangeburg now. Wow. You know, we got guys, uh, one of the guys that I grew up with was the first black that ever went to the Citadel. Wow. And That's he amazing. Lived, he used to live right across the street. His name was Charles Foster. Wow. He grew up with me. Oh. Yep. And he was the first. He was the first on the team, football team and everything. And we played ball and all that together. You know? Yeah. But that's why I say the city mm -hmm. has changed. Yeah. And a lot a lot of guys that I went with they didn't get into all that mm -hmm. mischief. Right. Cause like I said earlier, our parents knew where we were. Every the day. Park. Every day they knew where we were. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean we done some stuff now. Yeah, well, you know, you got done some stuff. You're a person. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. There's fun to be had. Right. But see, a uh, 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 righteous man would never get caught mm -hmm. by not being stupid yeah. and foolish. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So. Amazing. You've been listening to Enough Pies, Tales from the Manor. Conversation with residents of the Joseph Lloyd Manor with me and my co-host, Jay Smith, to learn more about Enough Pie, a nonprofit that uses creativity to connect and empower our community on Charleston's Upper Peninsula, please visit enoughpie.org. To learn more about Ohm Radio, please visit www.ohmradio963.org. Lonnie, thank you so much for being here today. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. You've enjoyed it tremendously. I'll see you next time, guys, and remember to live your best lives. Right. Thank you.